developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots don't tell me you two are pretty good best in the company golly i'm so impressed you're talking about line of sight yeah that's right exactly Welcome to Line of Sight. This is episode 191, recording on June 27th, 2023, and my name is Adam. And my name is Nathan. Thanks for joining us, and uh, thank you, Nathan, for joining me. You're welcome. Uh, I feel like it's been a while. It has. (laughs) We're getting uh, a little lax in our schedule, um, but that's fine. All two of our listeners haven't complained yet, so. <laughs> uh, but we're here, and we're here to talk about movies as usual, but maybe a little different today. Um, rather than specifically talking about a movie or a series or a genre... We're just going to generally talk because we're really good at that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what the listeners come for. So, Uh, no, I I have some topic discussions that I've stolen from other places and things that have been in my mind. And some will go short. Some will go maybe longer. But, yeah. How are you doing, Adam? Any, anything to report? Uh, not, nothing too exciting. Uh, I did venture to a local pawn shop today nice. and picked up some videos, uh, as we used to call them. Uh, they're going out of business, so Blu-rays for a buck fifty and DVDs for fifty cents. So I got a handful of those. Um, yeah, it's summer. Summer is upon us. The pool is open. Nice. Alexis and I have gone swimming there twice. That's I'm awesome. Still trying to keep on the uh, the fitness train. How's that going? We should I, we should be not that we need numbers here, but well, we should yeah. be reporting in to keep each other accountable because I feel <laughs> I have more to lose than you do, so uh, I have no problem. I nagging each other about. I it. wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem giving a number other than I don't have one. I think I even said before I don't know how to work our scale I just, I try. <laughs> it's it's says a, it says a bunch of weird things and then just say too big. whatever you are too fat yeah <laughs> one at a time please <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so i'm mainly i don't really care either about a number so i'm just more of a like let's try and look like a, a regular human being <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I yeah i'm not going crazy with it i'm definitely more active than i was and i don't 
necessarily feel thinner, but I do feel stronger. I'll say nice. that like yes. more like, uh, yeah, just the, the muscle being built and I'm sure the fat will burn eventually, but yeah, I'm not show. killing myself. No, no, that, that's no, the heart attack will do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, sounds good. I think we should, uh, keep on each other because that would be good. I, too am trying to do better i actually did work out today which i haven't done in um i did a little bit like once a week but nothing real trying to get back on the schedule yeah and uh yeah so we'll see that's always that's always uh something to do yeah <laughs> bathing suit season is upon us <laughs> yeah well so much so that yes just to look like a normal human being and it's funny i actually was out to dinner tonight with my dad and because my brother's away and his wife all so a bunch of my nieces and nephews my parents are taking care of so it's just me and my dad and six kids and my, my dad does the line to me it's like, oh, uh, we got some, I don't know what he said, something about like whale watching or whatever, people walking in. <laughs> and it's, my dad's a bigger guy. I'm even bigger than him. And I just love when fat people make fun of other fat people. It's like, <laughs> I'm fat, but I'm not that fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, always good. It's a good show. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I was going somewhere with that, but whatever. Uh, so, I was just thinking, sometimes we have good discussions, and sometimes, not all the time. Uh, I just jotted down a whole bunch of things, some, some things I stole, some things I thought of, but uh, fun things I've heard in other po podcasts discussed. Yeah. And uh, things like that. So it's kind of not natural, but I'll just force the issue here and start asking some of these questions, and then we'll see where it goes. Let's start off with a softball. I probably should have sent some of these to you uh, to think about, but it really I just wrote these down about an hour ago anyways. Adam, do you have any opinion? on best movie studio logos well anything like because nowadays there's like a ton yeah which is like but like the big ones i feel have a jingle and they get certain emotions going yeah i feel the one that definitely jumps out just even saying that is universal especially because they have so many variations on it that you'll get like depending on it being an older movie and then I, I, th I don't know if it's the 50th anniversary they did one where it's like the standard thing but it feels like you're you're really close to the earth and the the letters coming around the globe right. and it's like it looks huge and looks amazing and I do like the music, which again, they have two different ones that I can think of. 
Um, and the one with that is the more like, I don't know the rest, but something like that. You you know what I mean. Um, but then the other one, and again, just kind of a coincidence that it's also universal, but, um, not a movie, but a show, uh, that I would watch was Las Vegas starring James Caan and Josh Dumal. And at the beginning of every episode, watching it on DVD, it would have the Universal logo and fanfare. And I'd watch it with uh, my good friend Russ. And we each had the parts that we would sing (laughs) along with it. Because it was like... uh, No... uh, how does it go? I don't know, but it's got the like, and it does a little thing again. So like we were like singing that every time we're watching this show. So, and it's a pretty simple logo. It doesn't make sense because it's universal, and yet you're looking at Earth, not the universe. But I think that fits. Yeah. But then, like, yeah, just, again, talking about over the years, like, there's lots of movies where, like, it comes to mind. One specifically on my top 100, I think it's now in my top 10, Harry and the Hendersons. (laughs) No, but that, that, see, yeah, that's the thing. This has so much opportunity to do things with it. The water world, the ice caps melting, and it goes into that. Uh, I'm sure there are other things too, um, but yeah, Harry and the Hendersons. You hear the footsteps, and it's doing the old Universal logo. There's no fanfare. I don't know. Yeah. That is the first thing to come to mind. Obviously, there's there's other big ones, and there's a lot of new things, so it's easy to forget a lot of them. But uh, yeah, one of the reasons I thought of this was I saw a thing on instagram where it's like warner brothers has been doing a lot lately where their uh logo and maybe not lately maybe for decades where it'll represent something in the movie or whatever like it'll look like the matrix so it'll look green yeah or whatever so like it's not it's unique to that movie is what i'm saying so, and then even, like, I remember something like Argo, right? And it had, like, the old, because Argo takes place in the 70s. So then it was, like, the Warner Brothers logo from the 70s they used. And it's like, that's great. And stuff like that. But, yeah, Universal's probably uh, up there as far as favorites. I do like 20th Century Fox uh, yeah. when it's loud and it does work well with original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then connected to that, uh, some of the Disney stuff I like. Uh, it is nice. I don't know if it was in theaters or if it's only a physical media thing, but the old 90s Disney tune where it's like, yeah. The wee, 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 wee. <laughs> yeah. That, that could have been Disney Home Video because I yeah. think 
I think the writing might have said that, but yeah, that one yeah. is really good. Yeah, and it's just what follows is nostalgic and fun. So yeah, yeah, that one is really good. Uh, one thing about Warner Brothers talking about um, different kinds, also on my top one hundred, follow that bird. They do a good, clever thing with that. You're gonna have to watch it because it's on my top hundred, but. It starts off and it's like a cartoon, but it's Big Bird using like a pump to blow it up like a balloon. And Big Bird, there's like a, it's like a voiceover and says, This is brought to you by the letters W and B. <laughs> like the show. Right. It's like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like very simple, but like, yeah, just incorporating it into the movie. Uh, yeah. Um, did you listen to the art of the score? Yeah. About fanfares? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like there's even more they could have done. Um and that kind of makes me want to do like a a trivia game where you hear it and you have to say who it is, like what studio it's for because I think some of them are obvious like 20th Century Fox is probably the most uh, recognizable or even Disney if it's like when you wish upon a star but uh, some of them it's like you know it but without the picture it might be hard to place the name I think that'd be a pretty interesting yeah. game to play yeah especially for like things like Lionsgate or something that's yeah. not as huge as yeah and they're not barely even like a song it's just like a short little phrase and that's all you get that would yeah. be a good thing where it's just like the Lionsgate like the Jerry Bruckheimer thing the Ridley Scott Scott Free thing like just yeah. the weird noises I know like Icon the Mel Gibson bad robot thing. yeah all that kind of noises but yeah, yeah you know, it's not really musical that would be good uh yeah Here's a great question. Maybe. Which director would you would have the best theme park if you based it on their movies? <laughs> that one takes some time to think. Obviously there's things like Harry Potter exists already and yeah. Jurassic Park exists. But then it's not just the director as a whole. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that is tricky because you could just, like, Steven Spielberg, a lot of his, well, Stuff maybe not does. not as much as you think maybe, but there are that do exist within Universal. Yeah. Like, yeah, just Jurassic Park, E.T. I don't know what, Jaws, yeah, like... Um, I'm trying to think what else really would work. Like Indiana Jones, I guess, is at theme parks. <laughs> so, and, yeah, and he produced Back to the Future. So yeah. He he kind of already has all yeah. this stuff out there. So but, Well, there could be more stuff, obviously. But, yeah. Uh, Minority Report. <laughs> Track Ride. I feel like, yeah, you could do a lot with his, even like 
you've got the the bfg like just for a kid's thing you could i'm sure there's something you could make out of that and yeah ready player one is just <laughs> every oh, yeah. ip for <laughs> yeah. but um, no, i think because this came up somewhere else too but then also epic universe because i watch all this crap on youtube so like i'm watching updates on epic universes universal's new theme park in florida being built and i think it'll be ready i don't think next year but 2025 uh is the date and then like all the stuff that's being thrown in there and i just love theme parks and that crap but uh one that we have a little bit of experience with i would go to tony scott and we yeah. have had a days of thunder ride before which was great <laughs> and you could obviously they had a roller coaster called top gun but you could obviously do uh an amazing top gun uh experience as well I'm trying to yeah. think of other things yeah i was thinking in the scott family as well like ridley scott's got a pretty wide range of movies that i'm sure you could pick some things out of and then even just um just thinking action i would go to michael bay i'm sure there's he's just got that's all he really does so you can have somehow the rock <laughs> armageddon pearl harbor transformers like yeah i feel like if you were looking for thrills he might be a go-to because that's what he he does best yeah and what's his name too uh independence day guy Roland Emmerich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Some of them. But, like, if you had an updated version of Earthquake as 2012 and stuff, like, going through... Uh, did you ever ride Earthquake? Yes. Yeah, is it not there anymore? Maybe it is still there. I haven't been there for a long time, so... It was there last time I was there, but... Uh yeah um <clears throat> but like with new technology and stuff like that yeah and yeah just different versions like the way th things are going like uh <coughs> disney has an has tons of new rides and like new there's this whole thing now with like the trackless ride so like that kind of stuff but then uh i know years ago it's over 15 years ago uh which seems insane but harry potter the harry potter ride is awesome where you're just being whipped around and i think it's like essentially like a robot arm that builds cars like you know those yeah and it's like that it's changed and obviously modified with a but like that's essentially the idea but like you could do some crazy stuff like i'm thinking of the spider-man ride at universal and stuff how it screens and 3d yeah. as well or not 3d but 
physical real objects so yeah i remember that one was good no i think it came up because just listening to old james bonding and matt gorley was like painting posters of like uh imaginary stunt spectaculars based on different james bond movies yeah and it's just like oh that's the best i love stunt spectaculars (laughs) yeah and i mean as far as theme parks go that's kind of the stuff you need so you need to have someone who's got a pretty uh extensive filmography and a lot of action set piece type things that you can make into something but to go kind of uh i don't know in, in in an unexpected direction i feel like there would be a market for a wes anderson theme park where it's really like quirky quirky stylized whatever you want to call it but like just hit fans of his would love it's like photo ops and being in certain places and uh yeah just he has a certain aesthetic i don't know how you could have rides but like that would be maybe part of the fun of it is they wouldn't be like exciting at all but then you'd have like a steve zisu underwater thing and it's like kind of unique like maybe not even necessarily underwater but like a screen kind of thing and yeah there's like stop motion stuff going on well that's the thing and you could make it fun i'm thinking you could do uh some type of ride connected to the grand budapest budapest hotel when there's like yeah tobogganing or skiing in one part but like to have it what you were saying like cheap yeah looking (laughs) <laughs> and it'd be like quaint or whatever but like yeah. yeah when you get those like kind of diorama yeah. type uh not even stop motion but like puppetry almost oh yeah you can yeah. there's just stuff there that's a good answer fantastic mr fox you yeah have like some like <laughs> drilling through making holes or whatever and you're trying to get away like the ratatouille ride or whatever like that kind of stuff that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think charge whatever you want and people will pay it. You know what's interesting, <clears throat> and I'm sure it's a rights thing and then a bunch of other stuff, but there's no Lord of the Rings rides that I know of. Like, yeah. I've been, like, I'm looking at all this stuff and it's surprising what exists. And there's like a Jumanji ride now, I think in Singapore or whatever. And it didn't look very good, but there's, everything's kind of been done-ish. Like Avatar was made, like everything that's like huge, right? So. Yeah, it kind of needs its own park. I don't see anywhere having just a ride. I see that being a full experience. Yeah, because you easily could do, uh, not necessarily all of Middle Earth, <clears throat> but like if your different lands, you'd have the Shire, you'd have like Isengard, you'd, like all the different places. Like I think, yeah, that would 
that makes a lot of sense actually yeah yeah if you had a brand new park and then you had a whole land of lord of the rings it could be pretty yep. uh spectacular but i would i'm interested yeah like what rides would you do like i guess you could do like an eagle thing but i feel like that's cheating uh i don't know just like yeah but i mean you can brand any roller coaster whatever you want it to be like yeah you've got the slinky dog (laughs) right it's like when when is that ever a a thing like he's not that active in the movies so yeah like you can almost do anything just uh just slap a roller coaster into it yeah. yeah i'm just thinking of like i'm sure you could have some pretty neat technology and simulate riding a horse or something yeah i don't know yeah there definitely would be a lot you could do um you'd obviously have a barrel ride (laughs) going down the river hey that's that's an obvious one and that's good that would be Uh, a good one that you could just do yeah a water ride and then you just make it themed that you're in a giant barrel that's a good one. Man. Yeah. I think. But yeah, I think that it definitely would be, again, more of the experience of like walking through certain places. Yeah. Um, but that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. We need more theme parks. Oh, for sure. I I love them. I just like watching tours of them. And even like pirates, I feel like pirates, like there's pirates of the Caribbean, but I think you need a bigger area themed towards pirates. Yeah. Like just that alone would be uh, pretty spectacular. Yeah. What like the, the lineup for that, like that kind of feel is good. And Disney does that really well with any of their uh, attractions. Just, yeah, just feeling like you're already in it before you're there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it would be cool if there was a whole area just for pirates. Yeah. It would be pretty doable. Similar, but, yeah, one of their best lines, (laughs) cues, I think, is Ariel's Little Mermaid Ride. I yeah. just love that. It's I was so, thinking of that one too, yeah. Yeah, it's so perfectly themed and like, it's awesome. It's like, there's always something to look at. It's pleasant. Yeah, and it's, it's not um, too in your face about anything. Like, yeah. you can easily miss stuff just if it's open and you're just running through. But uh, when you are taking your time through it, if there is a line or whatever, then you're noticing things and there's screens, but there's not always something happening on them. So yeah, that one's really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, This is similar, but we'll just ride into it. If you could be, what movie universe would you like to live in? (laughs) <laughs> if you could 
just single movie or like franchise franchise or single movie doesn't matter hmm. like my it usually goes to like your top 10 type of things so but the idea of jurassic park the original when everything's working before everything goes to crap i just love it's connected to the theme park idea and like that's my favorite thing about jurassic world is how it's like i i wish there was even more of that where i was golfing a couple weeks ago first time this year and there's like ferns and it just makes me think of jurassic park and it's just like there would have been golf courses (laughs) yeah i think you see a map that might show that i think really yeah i I think that reminds yeah that i have vague memories of that but just the idea that like perhaps you could have the peaceful animals uh roaming free yeah just walking across a golf course (laughs) or something like that and it's just like that idea i i wish that was it for some reason that specific thing i wish was in jurassic world where they got out and then it's like they're destroying the resort more resort destruction yeah or whatever but yeah like star wars lord of the rings all these ones harry potter like they're obvious things i don't know but it's yeah i mean my go-to is maybe like the marvel universe but i don't know if i'd want to be just a regular person in it like there's all those jokes about like insurance companies and you have to get like superhero destruction insurance or something where it's like oh the hulk threw my car at someone (laughs) like uh so yeah i don't know yeah I don't know. Yeah, if you weren't in the Avengers, would you want to be in that universe? Well, Ant-Man's technology is solving world hunger, so that would be nice. Yeah. There's things like that. And then, yeah. Star Trek wouldn't be bad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess. Pirates of the Caribbean, I would like to live in. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like historical things like that, um, because I'm sure there is something that I've thought that where it's like, oh, I wish I could be living in that time. Like even, uh, even though it's based on like history, uh, Old Yeller and being like a homesteader and (laughs) like getting excited about cash money. (laughs) like not even really knowing what that is and you just trade and stuff like that it's like something like that or actually you know what i just i'm looking at my top 10 something that is along that line but also has a fantasy element is stardust stardust it's like there's the one the one side of the wall that's like our world and then the other side of the world is more of a fantasy world so you kind of get the best of both fantasy world there isn't too crazy but it is just magic enough that uh it would be something special 
Yeah. That would be pretty good. I'm, th- I'm thinking getting outside of uh, maybe uh, movies, but TV, Tailspin, I think. I yeah. <laughs> and tail- Kate Suzette seems like paradise. Like that type of, and that is, it is connected for sure to uh, Only Angels Have Wings. And that, like, I don't, like, this f- fake nostalgia, is even up, that kind of, like, yeah. adventure kind of stuff. And, and even, it's kind of even piratey a little. Yeah. So. Sky pirates. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, And yeah. this is assuming we have, like... Obviously, it's like, yeah, I'd either want to be here or in the future as far as medical technology goes. I don't really feel like I love like the idea of living in the medieval times or anything. But then it's like, but do we have uh, what what do you call it? Uh, Anti antibiotics or anything? Yeah. Um. If we're going future, if I if I'm going future, uh, I'd love to be part of passengers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, be on I would that too. ship. That ship that, is that awesome. That ship is awesome. <laughs> and just yeah, the uh, swimming. The soundtrack if, alone would be. Yeah, awesome. the, if the soundtrack was always on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that actually reminds me of something like Valerian. Even. Yeah, Valerian's pretty good. Um, I feel like I just thought of something else and now I lost it, but yeah. Uh, it is interesting. Like, Star Wars is pretty miserable, actually. Like, obviously, there you can, there's areas that are nice, but like, yeah. throughout the movies, no one's really, like, I guess I would want to, like, die if I could live a hundred years before the invasion of Naboo when things start to go to crap, it's like to live on Naboo would be pretty sweet before, before, uh, that blockade. Yeah. But like, yeah. What else? Like you don't really want to be part of the, the rebels. Like that's a miserable life. Yeah, and maybe the most um, idyllic, but not like in a dystopian kind of way, is the ending of Interstellar when humanity's got it all yeah. figured out. That's and it's nice. like they're living in space and stuff, and it seems like there's no problems. <laughs> that, that's true. It's close to Star Trek, I guess. But yeah, Star Trek's that's got a good one. more aliens and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, these I like these favorite questions. This isn't really a movie question. What's your favorite means of transportation? <laughs> in a movie or like from well, movie you, you, or just it can, it in general? Be, it can be both. <laughs> I mean, I think. And I haven't spent a lot of time on them, but I think there's something special about trains. Yeah. 
and I don't know why, if it's just the isolation, I mean, you could say the same thing about a, a plane, but like sometimes there's a degree of luxury and just the old timiness and stuff like that uh especially if it was like a long trip yeah through a scenic area yeah but i think my other go-to so that's that's more of a past thing not that we don't have trains now but something from a movie future (laughs) passengers (laughs) (laughs) it's the ship from passengers no uh that pool would be cool back to the future to the hoverboard is oh yeah that is the dream like i don't i i i was thinking of it actually i think even just today because we were in walmart and there were skateboards and there was one year i think i was in grade eight i found a skateboard somewhere and i was trying to learn to to skateboard for a while and then i ended up selling it to someone made a pretty tight profit on that. <laughs> and went straight to VHS. Uh, yeah, so um but yeah, it was even though even before that, even like learning, not that I was bad at skateboarding, but it's like I probably don't have the balance for it, but the idea of the hoverboard it was just so cool and uh I'm sure I would play cuz I grew up with back to the future so uh especially two i watched that one a lot two and three i think i that's that's why i think i like two so much as i i saw that one the most but also the the future stuff is cool and um yeah the hoverboard for sure no the hoverboard's great that actually makes me think of a different question about like movie props and i should make this uh when you were talking about back to the future the first thing i started to think about is like his different uh models yeah and i would love the third model the like train setup there i guess that's yeah. why i was thinking about the train but then specifically time machine <laughs> like how it's just made out of wood uh i got to that would be a great prop to own. Yeah. And yeah, Back to the Future 3 has got trains, or a train, yeah. and hoverboard. It's, it's the perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we haven't done any of the Back to the Future movies. Have we? I don't think so, no. Like, we'd obviously do all three. I don't think we'd just do one. No, but yeah, they're... So, what about you for... What's your favorite transportation? (laughs) Train, like, the thing is, I've only... Honestly, I'm trying to think. I think I probably only have really ridden on a train, including, like, go bus trains. Go bus trains. Go trains. (laughs) Uh... I bet you it's less than 10 times in my life. Like, excluding, like, fake trains, like <laughs> Disney World, but yeah. I love those. But things that, like, to actually get me to places, and even a couple of those were, like, 
tourery trains where like you go up see a site like i remember we went to one in sault saint marie and it was just like okay you take a train an hour this way you get off you walk see some waterfalls get back on and come back and it's a real old track and a real train but like things like that i know there's one out in tottenham like an old-fashioned yeah. one i've done that one a couple times yeah S- the steam yeah so it it's like but that's <laughs> like not even yeah a real steve should be on here he's taken lots of trains i know he's taken them to like just like normal ones but like, well yeah like it's funny like i north. i have been on trains a lot mainly the go train when i worked in the city i'd take that almost every day and i don't even think of that (laughs) as like a a train but i guess yeah it's a pretty efficient way of of transporting a lot of people and uh i have done trips to ottawa from toronto on like via right and um yeah, I haven't done really anything other than those. Uh, yeah, I did the steam train, but the very short runs, like for school. And we did um, when Alexis was really young. There was like a Santa's train or something, mm-hmm. and you go on, and then you you just kind of go uh, short ways and then come back, and Santa walks through the car. But um, just thinking of like, there are a lot of trains in movies that it's Mm -hmm. like something cool um like harry potter they even the first narnia they're taking the train um there is something more romantic and pleasant about a train but then even then you, you got like a flip side of it with like mission impossible and the wolverine like you've got action on the train bullet train so I don't know. I think I think it's just unique. Like it's and uncommon is maybe part of that. But yeah, I definitely would want to do like one of the cross Canada via rail like luxury kind of trains yeah. where there's like the um, the cars with the glass roofs. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of go yeah. up top and you've got a full view of everything oh yeah and then you've got like a dining car and oh, like the dining car. just <laughs> the idea of being fed <laughs> while you're being taken yeah. somewhere and i think part of the thrill of it all is like the leg room <laughs> where it's just like it's not packed in there yeah that you can get up and stretch uh that kind of like i guess like a private jet would be awesome if we were those kind of people <laughs> but like yeah. i think the train is the closest next best thing or whatever but yeah it would be pretty sweet to do a cross country train i think i brought it up in one of our earliest episodes about obscure favorites and there was a documentary um called the big easy express i think 
Big Easy Express 2012 and it's about um, uh, a, a music tour it's with Mumford and Sons Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros and Old Crow Medicine Show three awesome bands that I don't even know if I knew the other two I only knew Mumford and Sons I think when I watched it uh, but just it being on a train as well where they're going between cities and just jamming on a train and the scenery and stuff it is yeah very romanticized and like old-timey and really cool uh right but yeah trains in in movies like i'm thinking of other things like the idea of hopping on a train like a boxcar type thing uh polar express like there's yeah back to the future (laughs) (laughs) yeah no and there is a lot of fight scenes there's lots of james bond stuff on trains there's like spy stuff even i love lucy there's great train episodes like yeah trains are special i think that would be i think that's a good answer i think that would be my answer as well i do like just in general though uh road trips real road trips when yeah like stop and go traffic sucks when it, but like just actual i have no problem like yeah long trips as long as you got good company or a long, long uh long list of good podcasts to listen to yeah um a couple more i thought of murder on the orient express <laughs> and talking about james bond even just seems like casino royale where it's just dialogue yeah. but it gives you a nice sitting across from each other yeah having a conversation setting like it's they're great more trains, yeah. more trains. <laughs> we need more trains in our lives uh back to movies for a second uh and you can i'll I'll try to find a different question here uh but uh this one you can think about because i'm gonna think about it too what is your most underrated movie i we can narrow it down saying on your top 100 or something that like you think is the least appreciated so like something that is everyone recognize like i can't say casablanca for me because that's universally recognized you know what i'm saying but what would you say is on your top 100 that people just don't get and should get and give it more praise than it does get uh so think about that i'm thinking about that uh and we can uh i don't know i have down here uh current state of physical media yeah. if uh anything jumps out at you i did buy a couple new things i went into uh uh what is it sunshine records sunrise sunrise <laughs> uh 
and they had a bunch of stuff quote on sale like their kino labra stuff and that's usually 30 bucks it was on for 12 so I, mm. I only bought like two things but i'm buying way less stuff now uh i don't know it came up because film junk had their 900th episode and it is insane someone asked the question of like could we get some specifics on stats and they weren't even talking generally they were talking about like specifics on uh labels and the guy was predicting who had what and like jay just guess how many uh criterions he has i have no idea i know he buys a lot i don't know what would be criterion though i kind of i'm kind of thinking i'm forgetting my the stat so i don't know but so i don't want to say it now because i'm like that's too high but like he was just talking about like his vinegar syndrome criterion arrow yeah. videos all the like little label and like they're all like in the hundreds and two hundreds and three hundreds and four hundreds of like each of these labels and it's like good night like i think when we did our stats i had like what did i have maybe around 1200 like what did you have like i feel like i had like I don't two, remember. two thirds around 60 percent of what you had or, or i feel like i have under 2000 right so i feel like i was maybe close. around 1200 1500 if you're including like every single little thing uh but it's like i think this guy's gone mad <laughs> not that i wouldn't do that if i could but it's just interesting i don't know that it and things are expensive like i'll still buy stuff like i bought max mario but it's like 4k it's like 35 bucks it's like yeah it's, it's hard to buy brand new things but i don't know any thoughts adam on current state of physical media it's I, sorry before you say that also like it really is our thing i mean our generation like yeah vhs became a thing while we were kids and then now it is kind of dying off well it is a hundred percent dying off like it'll still stick around like vinyl sticks around but like the other day I had time to kill and it's like, Oh, I so wish I could have just went into Best Buy and they used to have rows and rows and rows of movies. It's like, you can't do that. There's very few places like that anymore. So it's like, we had a good 30 year run on physical media, but it's gone. Yeah. I think, um, I was even at Walmart today and looking at, the releases and thinking why would anyone buy this when it's already on streaming yeah like it is us and older like definitely our parents generation 
like people who were really into movies like not necessarily our parents but like people of that age I know my uncle was someone who it's like he owned a bunch of VHS's and whatever and maybe they they keep that up still today and it's like oh yeah here's a new movie I'm going to check this out and it's like or you could just have Netflix and it's already there or Prime or something like I forget what some of them were one was um, The Pope's Exorcist which I feel like just came out and there was another one and I was I was surprised so and even the fact that they still make DVDs shows that well people are obviously still buying them like I see more DVDs than I even see Blu-rays and then even less 4k but it should be shifting to go with the newest thing but it's like I guess because no one's upgrading they're mm-hmm. not as common so I always keep an eye out for the deals on 4k but for myself I'm mainly just doing what I do with the the secondhand stores and buying things for cheap just so that I can watch them usually I'm checking to see are they on streaming and there's the odd time if it's like uh something I know I like I'm gonna just get it even if it's on streaming because I know I'm gonna watch it a bunch but if it's like a blind buy I'm way more cautious about like well I don't even know if I like this so I'll I won't pay 50 cents for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. uh, Yeah, it's dying. I think that's not really up for debate. So, and I, there were, we had um, a birthday party for Alexis this weekend and it was the, the family all coming over and there were some people coming to our house for the first time and seeing our movie collection and kind of marveling at it and being (laughs) like oh uh well so it's not like i have family that has never come but my sister-in-law's new boyfriend newish um had never been and then he has kids so they're like looking at stuff on the shelf and be like oh dad they have wayne's world dad they have this envy oh oh." like all these just picking things out just kind of looking at it it's like see like this is something unique like that they obviously haven't experienced looking at ownership of movies yeah a shelf full of movies (laughs) like and yeah so it's even though there are things on streaming and maybe they've seen them and then it's like oh but they own this one like i don't know there there is something special about it and i know we talked about it on that episode when we got into physical media just even being like oh you haven't seen this here you can borrow it like there you go they're like (laughs) now you can watch it but hopefully they have a dvd player yeah that's what i was gonna say some people i don't know if they do i've i've my uh yeah i have family that i can't even lend things to yeah they don't even have a blu-ray player so it's just like okay well i guess too bad that's why i i can't well not that i can't but uh the new xbox uh like the x 
or a, yeah. the S, which whichever one doesn't have the, black the, one. the <laughs> one without the disk yeah. drive. Right. So you can get one with or without, but it's like, yeah, the one without is cheaper, but it's like, but I still use mine in the basement as my DVD Blu-ray player. Yeah. And technically it is 4K. So it it's my 4K player at the moment. Not that I have the TV. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that some people are missing out on. A lot of people are missing out on. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think there's a lot, obviously that are still holding it together, but it is more of the like niche stuff because like i follow bay street video on instagram so today tuesday you see their new releases always comes up and it's just like like i've been to that store two or three times in my life i'm not sustaining them right it's just like so like there's still enough and obviously toronto greater toronto's i don't know six million people but it's just interesting that like who's buying this stuff (laughs) uh especially the non-big releases so yeah any thoughts i think we can wrap it up soon uh but any thoughts on your most underrated movie in your top 100 i was looking at through mine and i feel a little not embarrassed because i love them all but I do see, especially in my top, like, 80, they are kind of all critically acclaimed. Maybe not super popular, but still, like, respected. Even if it's, like, they don't think that it's the best movie ever, it was a significant movie. Like, so, even Independence Day, I have it 31 and it's just like people mock that movie, but it was still like a big deal. So I would not put that as underrated. Yeah, I'm looking at mine and I've, uh, I have it on Letterbox, so it makes it easy. Um, sorting it by average rating. Mm. lowest first some of them i'm seeing it's like i understand these being lower because they're like comedies i have them because they i love them but as far as them being rated okay yeah if they're if it's gonna be kind of a low rating i think they should be higher but i know certain things aren't for everyone i'm surprised like other than the room which is my lowest rated uh, which is understandable. It's terrible, but I I'd love it because it is. But the next one is Wanderlust, which is only it's two point seven, and it's like, yeah, I f- I feel like I can see people not loving that, but I think it I think it's actually really good. It's in my top fifty. So, <laughs> uh, but other than that, uh, and Passengers. I would say um, passengers. Passengers <laughs> on your top one hundred. 
Yeah. It was... uh, That's an embarrassment. That's 89 right now. That might have even been up. This is my revised list, which we're coming up on episode 200. I know you jokingly have said we'll do our next top 200. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I would do it. (laughs) I'm working on, or I'm reworking this one. Um... And I feel like it is the bottom, like, 10 that are just interchangeable with anything. Like, it could go anywhere. So there's a few um, that have have made it in since we did that top 100. And a few, obviously, that have been knocked out. But uh, anyways, number 60 currently on my list is Thor, the first Thor. And... I like it a lot. No one else does. And I feel like people should revisit Thor. And uh, I, I don't get why it's so low, like poorly rated. Because I think there's a lot of really good performances. And I like the like small story that it is and going between the worlds like and the music i was listening to the soundtrack this week that's why it's kind of on my mind but like the music's incredible and uh yeah i I think i feel like people need to give the first thor another chance and uh it's like yeah okay ragnarok is probably the best but it's like i feel like i like the first one more than that still even though i recognize the overall quality of ragnarok there's still some things about it I don't love, but uh, yeah, I think a 2.8 is rather low for uh, Kenneth Branagh's Thor. <laughs> nice. Uh, just looking, where did I? I just saw it on my list here. Forgetting where. We should really have these memorized and do take tests. Uh, on mine, I think, uh, a Prairie Home Companion is underrated. I don't think that gets enough credit. I have it at 36, uh, and I just feel it came and went, and this weird movie that has a lot of stars in it, uh... I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about this movie. Ever. And and obviously the podcasts that I listen to are more blockbuster-y type podcasts. But not necessarily. They'll get into obscure things. But like, I don't know. Out of all, I feel like that's the least... uh, Like I have weird things near my... The bottom of my list... Not weird, but more just personal stuff. But all the other stuff's like, yeah, it's at least respected. But uh, Prairie Home Companion, like that cast alone should garner some more respect. I feel like it's more under the radar. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like it wasn't, yeah. Um, Because even uh, like on mine... I have pretty high uh, a mighty wind, and they're kind of 
yeah. in the same vein, but that being from, um, uh, I forgot the guy's name now. Um, that director, <laughs> it kind of has that he, attached because he, he, he already had, had theme park. Yeah, that would be pretty good. You'd have <laughs> some dog shows and. <laughs> It would all be shows. That's the it, thing. Yeah. That's be... like, because, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there's dog shows, folk show. There was one on Netflix that's um, mascots. Yeah. Um, waiting for Guffman is <laughs> a play. There should be a Werner Herzog theme park. <laughs> <laughs> And you have to just wear beige. Uh, have you seen those reels or anything? Yeah. With the kids. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, the uh, Looking at my list and sorting it this way, the other one that I genuinely think everyone should love and is it's very surprisingly lowly rated is Harry and the Hendersons. That's my highest, lowest rated because it's currently, and I think this changed from when we talked about it, I've currently got it at number six and it only has a three average. And it's like, how is that possible? Like, what's people's problems? Like, this movie's amazing. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I would agree that it's uh like i had it at a four yeah so i'm I'm bringing the average up yeah like i would say yeah you love it more than is normal not that that's wrong but that's but then it is not a three that's yeah. the thing that, that's what's frustrating i would see that and looking at who's rated it film junk and frank both gave it a two and a half yeah which which is insane especially for like the crap not the crap but like the crap that they love which should be loved too like where it's like i feel like it's in the same vein and like why wouldn't you what's wrong with it yeah i do know though that frank has it out for john lithgow okay there's an episode too. where he's like he he's he brings everything down he's not good in every anything it's like well this is the best that he's been although he would argue interstellar but it's like he's barely in that he's just playing crusty old man like i w- I, w- I would kind of agree that john lithgow is not like what's he in? he's in cliffhanger he's in uh planet of the apes the new ones He's an interstellar. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I didn't like him ever, in Planet of the Apes. Does he ever elevate the movie? Movies, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I mainly knew him from Harry and the Hendersons, and then Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, that's where I knew him. And Third Rock, time. he's way over the top. Yeah. So, but like this compared to that, it, they're they're not even close. Like, yeah, there's times where he's like kind of doing his yelling. But it's, I never think it gets into that territory of Dick Solomon. Like, it's its just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't think he ever brings Harry and the Hendersons down. No. Other than him being so tall that it almost makes Harry not look as tall as he really is. <laughs> right, which they should have just fixed. And but it that yeah. but knowing how tall he is and then seeing that oh this is even bigger than him then it kind of also makes it him seem more imposing. But yeah, that's definitely that's probably the number one that it's like I don't know how this isn't like praised just even the makeup alone I think the t- the fact that there's a TV show probably sours people's opinion on it even though I didn't really know about the TV show but like if you look into it and see this sitcom and it's the same Harry suit I don't know if it's the same actor or not I think it is but all the, the family is different and it's like I think that you're kind of ruining things and I don't know. Maybe that leads into the the movie. That reminds or at least me letterbox that, users. <laughs> that reminds me that there's like uh, it just was released last week on Blu-ray or something. But there's like an Elf, A-L-F yeah, F Project Elf that came out and that takes place after the TV show. Yeah, we should review that. <laughs> it's I actually just I think this week because I heard that and then I'm scrolling through Tubi as I am just looking for trash to watch. It's on there. So you can watch it for free on Tubi. (sighs) That would be good. I think (laughs) (laughs) as like, I don't know. Did you watch Alf? I barely ever. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the thing. I bet you I've seen an hour's worth of Alf in my life. I always knew of it. But I don't know that I really ever watched it. Like No, that's a thing, me either. And, and I've I, tried to now. It's like, I'm not going to sit through this. Yeah, it's fascinating that that existed and it was that popular. Yeah. So that's what's... TV is whacked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be a good thing. It's, it's so... <laughs> I would love a universe where like you can just twist things. This is, well, this we'll get into with the uh, multiverse stuff. But, like, there's so much stuff that's popular that's old. But then it's, like, how much is that? Was it, like, that there's three networks? So you almost have a third of the people watching whatever crap you have on there, no matter what. Where it's just, like, if they had more options, this would not exist. And you guys are a bunch of hacks. And it's just like there's a lot of famous old TV shows that genuinely suck. There's lots of good stuff in there, but like some of it's pretty rough. I'm not saying Elf is one of those. I do not know. But there's certain things that it's like, this is not good. Where things that are like tried and true or whatever it is, like the biggest sitcoms of each decade it's like no those are actually pretty good like cheers or whatever it's like no they're they're they are long lasting for a reason yeah um or is that it for your well i got more but i think written down i think uh next time 
we do this again. Maybe I'll just bring up one a week or something. Yeah, I uh, kind of touched on one of the... Th I did write some stuff down, but um, we can squeeze these in. One, well, I'll skip, but we talked about the best years in movies. Oh, and yeah, I know yeah, yeah. that that we've talked about quality. Do you think that the quality of movies is going down or going up? And then a little side thing to that. Or is it just oversaturation? So if it th seems like things are getting worse, is it just that there's more out there, but right. the, the high quality ones are are better because we're talking about years and we're talking about like just like in one year this came out and this came out and this came out but i feel like you can say that for almost every year and even recently it's it's almost the same ratio where i don't have a lot of five star movies in any year that it's like oh this one had tons right but I think that, I don't know. that oversaturation thing is a thing where it's just like there was there's more movies being made now than there used to be, I would assume, because it's easier to do it. So like super low budget, like you can essentially make a movie on an iPhone. But like I don't know what the rate of like theatrical leases if you exclude COVID and just said like everything kept going as normal uh i think i don't know because there is a lot of crap where even like we are nostalgic for the 90s and i'll watch things like i'll type into netflix and you'll get categories of like 1990s movies and stuff and it's just like why i am why am i in this category right but it's just like because there's a certain style and everything in this era that i like and it's not necessarily good but i just like it uh i would say it's hard because there is stuff in the last 10 years that has not existed before that is awesome and blows things out of the water mm -hmm. from before I would say for both of us, Interstellar and Mad Max are examples of like, there's nothing like that before. Uh, I don't know. I think there is an oversaturation stuff. It is actually related to another question here where it was, uh, what is the best decade for movies and I don't think like on my top 100 list 90s is the most but I would say the best decade if I could cheat I would say 1975 to 1985 <laughs> would be like the most powerful time for movies or impactful for like this second wave generation or whatever the stuff in there uh like as much crap as i give the 70s they also have the best stuff from the godfather jaws and star wars 
So it's like, I don't know, long rambling. Your thoughts, Adam? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think people are wrong in saying like, oh, mu- movies aren't what they used to be. Like they're getting worse. I don't think that's necessarily true. I do think there is that element of like they don't make them the way they used to and you can't do certain things <laughs> which could be you could argue is yeah. good or bad but um i think that things are still moving forward and i think the reason and we'll get into this um i guess next week <laughs> uh talking about uh cg and it feels like certain studios are just getting lazy with it where it's like bare minimum is good enough people are going to see this movie no matter what we don't need to put the effort into making that look the best thing you've ever seen but on the flip side you have stuff like avatar the way of water where it's like Mm -hmm. this looks like it is real the whole time and your eye doesn't even question it like yeah or very rarely like they're and then yeah you have other things where it's just like oh that's bad cgi if you're if you're recognizing it as cgi then it's bad essentially that's why interstellar is so good is they're using miniatures and tricks and stuff like that and and then also putting the effort into uh, all the science behind things and making the the CGI stuff look really good too. I I would say what you just said there is a big deal. The effort. Yeah. Christopher Nolan cares. He wants a legacy. So he's not just like cashing checks. Yeah. Like he really isn't. That's the thing. Like he could, he does things like we didn't love Tenet as much as we've loved his lo- other stuff. But he is trying. He's doing stuff differently, and uh, there's a craft there, and there's an there's just an effort there. And I would throw Mr. Tom Cruise into that category too, where it's like he is trying to make blockbusters, right? Where yeah. other things, and I think the Christopher Nolan example is perfect, where it's like 2023. I've not seen it. But Transformers Beast Wars or whatever came out doesn't seem to be very good. Uh, but it's the same year that Oppenheimer's coming out. And it's just like, and Mission, the seventh Mission Impossible. But it's like, and Avatar just came out. But it's just like, yeah, so there is crap. Because like, Transformers does seem like a computer made it. Like, it's just, like, the same crap again, and it's just an algorithm. So, it's hard to say, but studios definitely turn out stuff that isn't the highest quality. Yeah. Just make money. But then there are people that are in charge of certain things. And, like, Nolan is probably best example. uh, Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino, where it's like, no, I'm in charge I'm going to take my time and do it the way I want to do it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. 
But yeah, there is a lot of crap. But then there's... And that's the other thing. It's hard to look back at the past also because it's like even these years that we said like there's so many good ones but it's like there's a lot of crap there too that we never think of and it's just gone and not remembered yeah it's uh it's definitely goes up and down i don't think it's i think it's just yeah people think that you don't need to put in the effort for someone to go see it that's not the draw anymore yeah um and then also just the blockbuster like superhero movies have crowded out the space yeah as much as i like a lot of them they do like where where is our i don't know diehards i don't know if that's a good example but like original diehard yeah like i guess john wicks like see stuff i don't know i'm trying to think of a better example well yeah john wick would be a good example of a diehard because it's like it was just its own story and then because of its success it's like well let's make more and i guess you could argue that they everything has that built in that where it's like and we could make sequels it's like or we could not like it could have gone either way we just got extraction two like and they're talking about a third one for that already and like just yeah something that's successful then keep cranking them out obviously inflation a million other factors Uh, i saw matt damon being interviewed by about this and it's connected to him but like he was saying about dvds tanking right where it's like you could have way back when in early 2000s you make a movie if it broke even at the box office then you're golden because you're yeah. still going to make the second wave of rentals and dvd yeah. money and like you don't really have that anymore i guess you they get to sell it digitally and they get to sell it for netflix i have no clue how that works if it's a flat rate or if they get three cents per viewing or whatever but i feel like it's a rights thing where they certain amount of time yeah like the streaming service almost rents it like they've got a deal and i'm sure there's like a there's bidding on it where it's like some studios they have their their platforms but i'm sure there's yeah. others where it's yeah, just because like... i remember seinfeld and the office were yeah. getting tons of money to be on netflix yeah so uh yeah stuff like that but then connected also to matt damon like he was talking about uh air and i think there was some crazy number that like that took like 90 million to make it's like 90 million dollars that does not seem like a $90 million movie. Like, I guess you have a few good cast members, but still, like, really? You think that's high? I think it's way too high for a movie like that, where it's just like, there's no I think just, yeah, it's all going to actors. Yeah, which seems and And music, and licensing music. That was a big thing with that. But even that how much is it to license 
couple million. Like, yeah, you get through ninety pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but even like it's not like they're licensing the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin or something. I feel. I like... don't know. I feel like there's a lot of popular things. Maybe, yeah. I don't know what things cost, but I no, think I it's know. more than I... you think. Well, no, I I know I've heard that uh, I knew someone that worked on some commercials, and she was saying that like it cost them like five hundred thousand dollars to license something, and it wasn't even like this crazy hit. It's like yeah, so it's a lot, but whatever. Yeah, I just remember. Um... I just feel like if you gave me ninety million dollars, I think I could. Uh... <laughs> go pretty far with it it just seems like there's so much like you just compare the like guerrilla filmmaking compared to the 90 million dollar studio thing and it's like besides the actors holy cow yeah i but i don't think that i wouldn't call air guerrilla filmmaking (laughs) no no i'm that's what i'm saying it's not i'm just saying like what are you buying for ninety million dollars? To like, it seems rather expensive. I I kind of want to look at what the numbers are now for music because I think that not that that's all of it, but that's a big chunk. And then you do have quite a few big actors. Some aren't huge, but yeah, I don't know. I guess. People got to get paid. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's it. I uh, I have other things that can, like you said, we can bring them up other times. But I think, yeah, an episode like this is nice. It's, uh, it's a little all over the place, but that's where we shine. <laughs> and our good ideas come to the surface. <laughs> We had a few laughs, a few, a few tears, and uh, I think even how this idea started, you were even saying kind of like a Q&A, but we're right. just doing the questions. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone did have questions that like this that they would want to hear answered on the show, then you can email lineofsightpod at gmail.com. I believe is the email. We don't talk about it ever. So but it does exist. <laughs> uh, yes, line of sight pod at gmail.com. And every now and then, um, I don't know if I ever told you about this. So when we post these, because we've always used Anchor, which is now Spotify for podcasters, as uh, what it's called. But it puts a little link at the end of every episode we post about um, click here to send a voice message. I know we got one a while back that I kind of forgot about. <laughs> I listened to it. Or I, I, I didn't even hear it right away, so it's not even like um, I noticed it. But uh, we should find that and uh, respond. Yeah, um, I think it's this one, Mike W. 
it's actually pretty good. Uh, maybe we'll play it at the end of this episode. But yeah, you can do that. You can uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And tell all your friends to listen to Line of Sight. And thank you for listening. God bless. Oh. <laughs>